Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our service this November 15, 2020. And uh, we're glad you're here. Um, I was talking to Sylvia yesterday. And she said to me, she doesn't know what she'd do with, without the service because she wouldn't be able to be at church. Um, so maybe you can update us, uh, Barb, as to how she's doing. Uh, she, she's in Kingston and she's going to emergency this morning in Kingston because okay. she's in such pain. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she has a an appointment on Tuesday with her rheumatologist, but she just couldn't take the pain. So she's way to emergency this morning in okay. Kingston. Yeah. Well, we will certainly keep her in our prayers. Um, thank you for that update, Barb. Um, the, uh, the call to worship is in your, in your uh, order of service, but we will have it on the uh, uh, we have two birthdays. I just want you to know Beverly uh, Elliot and Ralph Stewart had birthdays this past week. Um, and um, Hazel is having one tomorrow. And there's a few other people who are having some this week. So I, I'm in, I am really in, in choice company when I have a, when I have a, a birthday during this time. Uh, because uh, I don't know what Scorpio means, but I know that that's what I am. And uh, so anyways, we will go to the call to worship this morning. And so I'm going to ask uh, uh, Joel to lead us as the people of God, because you start and I am the leader. And then we'll all join in together at the end. The whole earth is full of God's glory. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Let us worship our God this day. And our gathering hymn is number 814. If you have a hymn book, but morning is broken and Joel has the words on there. Mm -hmm. Praise them for singing. 
fresh from the word. Sweet the new rainfall, sunlit from heaven, like the first dew fall on the first grass. Praise for the sweetness, wet for the garden, sprung in completeness. Where his feet pass Mine is the sunlight Mine is the morning Born up for the one light Eden said play Praise with elation Praise in the morning God's recreation Of the new day broken like the first morning blackbird has spoken like the first bird praise for the singing praise for the morning praise for them singing fresh from the word thank you joel appreciate that um let us pray and ask god's blessing upon our lives ending with the lord's prayer let us ask god's blessing upon our time together Gracious God, how good it is to be in your house. Because, Lord, every place where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in the middle, the dead middle. We thank you, Lord, for that. And we ask you, Lord, to be with us in all of our, all of our uh, praises, all of our worship, the word. And as we wrap up the service together today, thank you, Lord, that you're with us. And you have so much to offer us. Lord, may we in return be faithful with the gift, the gifts that you have given us. Lord, we pray that you'd forgive us our sins, cleanse us from anything that we've done wrong, that we might walk worthy of the high calling that you've placed upon us as children of God. Through Christ our Lord, we ask it, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory 
forever and ever. Amen. We'll do the children's song now before I tell a story. Thank you, Joel. Appreciate that. Um, because Jesus does love us. And the Bible tells me so. This morning, I want to uh, leave with you um, a, a little bit of a story, but it's also a question that I'm going to ask everybody. Because everyone has some kind of a gift. Um, and some of you might be amongst the, the, the servant that had five gifts. And some of you may be amongst those that have two gifts. And some of you may be amongst those that have only one gift. But every gift that you have has been given and created into who you are long before the beginning of time. Now, that's hard to believe. Because all I can remember is back to, oh, maybe when I was four or five. Can't remember too much before that. I remember that my sister got married when I was seven. But other than that, I can't remember much before that. Except, except I can never forget the amount of time that I spent with my brother. Uh, and that was forever before I can remember but this morning, we need to think about the talents God has given us. And every one of those talents are important. Every boy and girl has one. Every teenager has one. Every mom and dad has one. Every grandparent has one. At least one. Anyway, this morning, I want to remind you that whatever your talent is, 
you should do it to the best of your ability. And Jesus was virtually saying that uh, in the story that we're going to be reading a little later on the parable um, of the, of the uh, servants who had been given talents. Now, must understand that that was an amount of money. We, we must keep that in mind. Um, but today we think of a talent as a personal thing, which it is. Every one of us have gifts. I know, because I've been part of the church long enough to know that there are some pretty talented people in the parish of McDonald's Corners, Elfin, and Snow Road. I know that. So you can no longer say, uh, you know, the pastor doesn't know me well enough too, <laughs> to ask me to do this or to, or to uh, suggest that I have talent. But the fact is that we all do. And, and, and I think the lesson that we find out from this, these three servants, one that received $5,000, one that received $2,000, the other received $1,000, is that no matter how much you've been entrusted with or what kind of a gift you've been given into your, uh, that is included in your DNA, they are to be invested for the kingdom. That's what Jesus was trying to say. So in other words, you're supposed to do what your gift is to the very best of your ability. If you play a piano, you play it to the best of your ability. You play guitar, you play it to the best of your ability. As you can sing, sing to the best of your ability. But whatever your gift is, you play a flute, you play it to the best of your ability. We'll be talking about actually, um, about a, the story of a, of a piccolo player in an orchestra and uh, a little later on in my message, but sufficient to say that every boy and every girl and every mom and every dad, everybody that mildly associates uh, their church with our parish, you have gifts. And this morning we're gonna be talking about those gifts that are so necessary to make us complete. As we go to uh, look at the Lord's word and God's word, uh, I wanna pray for the children that God would continue to protect them. But uh, this prayer uh, that we're going to be doing kind of piggybacks on, on, on that. So I think I'm gonna uh, bring the two of them together if I can, uh, Joel, so that uh, we pray for the kids at the same time as we pray for uh, the gifts that God has, has given us. Let's pray it together. Thank you, Lord, for those who laid down their lives for us. You would help us to think about all of the gifts and talents you have given us. And may we never take those gifts for granted. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, the passage we're reading from is Matthew chapter 25, verses 50, 14 to 30. And uh, <clears throat> today I want to give thanks for something. I want to think, give thanks to the Lord for all of the wonderful gifts that you as a whole 
as a congregation, as a group of parish of people, uh, need to understand that I thank God for your gifts every single day because they make the church a better place. As a matter of fact, they make the church, and the word is, there's no other word better, complete or whole. Complete or whole. And I'm reading from uh, the story, the parable of the three servants. And again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man who was going on a long trip. He called together his servants and gave money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. Well, the servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn earned five more. The servant went to work. The servant who had given, been given two bags of silver went to work and earned two more bags. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and buried it. And after a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money for the good whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver. They all came forward and he, the man with five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, master, you gave me five bags of silver and I earned five more. And the master was full of praise. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount of money. You may have many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant had received two bags of silver, came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver and earned two, and I earned two more. And the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this amount, so I will give you more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a hard man harvesting crops where you do not plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the ground. Look, here is the exact money you gave me. And the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. Not a nice thing to say to anybody. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops when I didn't, didn't, um, didn't uh, scatter, you, and you didn't deposit, wouldn't you have been wiser to deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have got some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant, give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. And to those who have been given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But with those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into utter darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, it's... it's the end of it is not good, but I think that we can learn an awful lot from what God is saying through his word and Jesus Christ kind of drove it home. The fact is that um, I've called it the parable of one who thinks nothing, thinks, I guess I've, I've put it as one who thinks they have nothing to offer. 
and my computer doesn't want to come on. So you'll have to give me a minute. There we go. The fact is that uh, a lot of people don't think they have much to offer. And I've met them all. Well, maybe most of them. I've met quite a few of them. The fact remains that all of us have something to offer to the greater good of a community. And our community is found in Jesus Christ, founded on Jesus Christ. You all have talents. Why I, I, I look at uh, some of the people in our church, some of you can play instruments and, uh, and you're, you're, you're gifted beyond measure. Some of you do things that I don't have any gifting in and that is, well, being able to balance books financially. It's not a gift of mine. I never professed that I did have it and I don't profess now, but I do what I can for the good of the whole. Uh, Jesus tells this story anyway of a wealthy landowner. And uh, he's going to take a long journey. We don't know how long, but we know it's going to be long. The three servants that he thinks of the most that have gifts, he calls them together and he gives each of them a certain amount of money. Uh, we're going to round it off $5,000 to the first, $2,000 to the second, and and he gives $1,000 to the third. And each of those were given their gifts according to their abilities. Some God gave, or rather the master gave each of them something to work with, a tangible something that they needed to reinvest. And this person is... This person that's being talked about, the landowner, the wealthy landowner, was one who was just like you and I. He was a man who had, you know, lots of money, obviously, to give away some to his, his uh, servants and then leave and then go on a trip. He would have had to take an awful lot of money with him. And he did. But he also left some behind to be invested on his behalf while he was away. The fact is that all of us have, have abilities to generate a profit. And I'm not talking about financial here. I'm talking about the gift of being able to take what talent we have and use them, not only for ourselves, but for the kingdom of God. Life is like that. We're, we are all equal in the eyes of God. All of us are guaranteed equal rights, of course, under the Constitution. We're each equally given one vote in any election that comes along. That's a reality. But when it comes to our abilities, we are as different as different can be. God does not make all of us the same. That's a reality. There are some people who, who can handle $5,000 very easily. Some can. There are some who have two talents or gifts and do them extremely well. And some are gifted with, I always think of five talent people are usually gifted with charisma and good looks and personality. You know what I'm talking about. We've all seen them. But the fact is that you, the people I'm talking to, my congregation, you've been gifted 
in some way. Herein is the important truth. And I really feel we ought to remember this. Here it is. Each servant is given something to work with. Every one of you have a talent, have a talent that is uniquely yours. And in the context of this story, I want each of us to learn this one truth. The landlord is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, there's a good chance that Jesus has Jesus Christ has delayed his return. We don't know when he's coming back, but he is returning. And we've been guaranteed that. As a matter of fact, it's very interesting to see the parables of, the, of Matthew chapter 25. They all have something to teach us. Jesus, as the wealthy landowner, will ask us to give an account of what we've done with the investment that has been created in you and with me. So there's three parables in chapter 25. One's the story of the bridesmaid, the foolish ones and the good ones. One's a parable of sheep and goats. And then there's a story of the talents, this one. There's a statement made in all three. After a while, after a while, it's a very interesting statement, but it makes us think, okay, so something's going to happen. We just don't know when. And notice in these, these, this chapter 25, that all of these say the same thing. And after a while, now we've all met five talent people, all of us, every one of us. We've all met two talent people, and maybe you are one of those, or maybe you just have one talent. Now, I know, okay, I've known you long enough to know that there are a lot of you who are two, three, four, and five talent people. Uh, Jesus used these numbers just as, a, as an example to give us an idea of what he was talking about. But we're going to, we're going to teach about the one talent person because he's the villain here. All of us are, are, are capable of being here. The one talent servant had some fear. He feared failure. And he played the lifelong game, if only, if only I had been born with this, or if only I'd been born with five talents instead of one or the two talents instead of one. That would be twice as much as what I've got. My $1,000 won't make much of a difference. My one vote won't make any difference. It's a very interesting story I want to leave with you. Sir Michael Costa, the celebrated uh, maestro, if you will, of the last century, the, well, the 19th century, the end of the 19th century. He was, um, he was, uh, conducting an orchestra. They were in rehearsal. And as they came to a crescendo, the piccolo player stopped playing. And the maestro turned to them all and said, stop, 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 stop. Please stop. And everybody stopped. And then he said, what are you doing? And the piccolo player responded, 
I couldn't be heard, so I stopped playing. <clears throat> and Costa responded with some profanity, which I'm not going to utter at this point. But he said, there's no insignificant instruments. In my compositions, play with all your might. <clears throat> and all the talent that you have, I wrote you in. I wrote you in. It's interesting to, to watch people. And I often think of Sir Michael Costa who, who got mad at this piccolo player who was part of the whole. He was written in in order to play. Beloved, God wrote you into his script, his composition of what the world would look like. And I suggest to you that we who are there had better be playing with all our hearts and with all our souls, with all our might and with all our strength. Many of us in the church are, are, are diverse. All the members are very different, different sizes, different shapes, different notes, different roles to play. And in our own sovereignty, we sometimes find ourselves thinking, and I've heard it, that we don't have much to offer. And especially when we're isolated like we are now, we think we have very little to offer. Well, let me speak from experience. We need to learn from the one talent servant, learn from the piccolo player. The conductor has noticed that you're not doing your part and you need whatever that is to do your part. I need to do my part. I can't do everything. I can't do much, but I can do something. It may be minuscule. The conductor has noticed that you're not playing or that you're not playing to the fullest, but our divine conductor who's in charge of the whole universe sees your gift as absolutely crucial to making the composition of this world complete. I, I don't know whether you're spending, whether, uh, I don't know whether spending hours on a sermon makes any difference to the hearers, but I do what I can. To do nothing, you see, is a sin. So I try. As a teacher, when you see a student that is in trouble, that seems to be lagging behind, to do nothing is a sin. We are so used to looking at gigantic issues in our world, like racism or poverty or world hungry, hunger. And we say to ourselves, what's the use? What will my small gift do anyway? Since I cannot resolve this, I might as well do nothing. I'm here to tell you, nothing is not an option. Doing nothing in the economy of Christ's kingdom is not an option. The good Samaritan who stopped by the side of the Jericho road did not resolve all the political or social or economic ills of, of first century Israel. He did what he could. And that's the issue of love. He did what he could. Are we doing what we can, where we are, and what, with what we have? Only you can answer that question. But I suggest to you the answer is, I can do something with the gifts that God has given me. Let us pray. Gracious God, as we think of your word, oh my. We need to understand 
that you've called us. And, and Lord, during this COVID-19 time, we think, what can I do? A simple phone call. A caring note sent to someone. Oh God, we can all do something. May we be reminded today that whatever we do, in Jesus' name, even to give a cup of cold water, you recognize that and you embrace us for it. Amen. <clears throat> One of the great choruses, of course, that is listed in your bulletin each week is praise God from whom all blessings flow. We ought to be very quick to thank God for all that he's done. And so this morning, um, uh, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer. There are a lot of people who need healing, a lot. I think of all the lists that is on the bulletin, and I thank Elaine for the fact that she always, always puts as many people as she knows who need it into the bulletin. She does such a great job at the back. Um, but there's a lot. Um, there are some announcements with regard to Operation Christmas Child, and I pray that each of us will do something for the coffee break campaign. We can do something. And so we're going to, and the Memorial Tree donations this year, it's going to be a little different, but we can do something. Um, anyway, I'm going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer and lead you, but we'll give opportunity for you to bring up someone who may not be on this list. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for all those who need our prayers. There are so many who need our prayers, Lord. And we bring them to you this morning with hearts that are heavy for them. And Lord, we empathize with them. Would you please heal them? We pray, Lord, for uh, those who need our prayers. We pray for Crystal Brady. We pray for Harvey and George. We have been Barb's brother-in-law. We pray for Joe Lyons. We pray for Sylvia Lynch, who's been going through a rough time. The pain is more than she can bear. And I, I can only appreciate that. Fred Longmire, Michael, Neilan, Rob Patterson. We thank you for the way you're touching some of these people. And you're touching them all. But Lord, we ask right now for those that are in extreme uh, agony, challenges in their lives and in their body. We pray for Matthew, Lord. Oh God, we lift up his little life and ask Lord that you in his, in his younger years will heal him, make him completely well again. We pray and thank you for the progress that each, Earl, each of Earl and Stan have done. And there are many others, Lord. We think of our seniors, Judith and Isabel, Fran and Norma, Audrey, Eleanor, Donna and Lori. We pray for them, O oh Lord. We ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be with them, that you would give them the desires of their hearts according to your will, that you would heal them. Lord, there are some that we think of right now that aren't on this list. Lord, in your mercy at this time, hear our prayers and answer them.
Lord, at this time, we pray for our world. Oh, God, this COVID-19 is a, is a dastardly disease affecting so many people, actually affecting us all. But, oh, Lord, we ask that you would heal our nation and you'd heal the world. It is, after all, your world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We are so thankful today that you did. That you're, it's by your stripes we are healed. And so we come to you with all of these needs. Heal our world as only you can. We think of our nation, the leadership on every level. And ask, Lord, that you give our leaders wisdom and guidance and strength to rise to the occasion that are before us. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Our uh, closing uh, uh, piece is a song that uh, that all of you know because uh, uh, Joel has been teaching us this course called All Who Are Thirsty.
Thank you, Joel. Appreciate your leadership today. Thanks to all that were part of our service. Elaine, thank you for another great job on the bulletin. Uh, I love the uh, little caption on the um, on the front of your bulletins, and it's also on the screen if you if you uh, if you see it there. If you're with us on the uh, Zoom service, your life has purpose. Your story is important. Your dreams count. Your voice matters. You are born to make an impact. Summarizes the sermon extremely well. Thank you, Lee. And now, as you go, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest on each one of your lives, now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services, first at 930 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week over week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.